All right, welcome back. Hello. 808s and Blast Beats. It's been a while. It has been admittedly, some time. And some admittedly, they're not very good about recording on time, but hey, that's why we uh, it's, just don't upload on We time have either. nothing else to do. This is all we do. Um, so we've just been sitting. Yeah. Hey, man, since. speak for yourself. I've had, I've had a long day of taking molecules and putting them together to make bigger ones. Oh, are you making pee? Were you drinking a lot down, of water? Down at the uh, the old molecule factory. Ah, yes. Is this like a weird thing? Like, have you been drinking a lot of water today? Like, is that just some kind of body joke? or? Actually, no, I have been horrifically dehydrated today. Cause, uh, yeah. All right, so quick aside, and then we'll get back to yeah. the stupid music. <laughs> sure. Um, Okay, so I try not to drink a ton of energy drinks, but unfortunately, it's just like a thing that I do, mm. you know? I don't know. Like, sometimes I just need caffeine or whatever, so I'll, I'll drink a Red Bull. Has it been and... ever since that acorn-sized kidney stone you had? Uh, no, that was the cause, for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. So, there's this thing that I've noticed that happens where if you are someone who drinks energy drinks, if you're ever in the situation where someone's offering to, like, get you one, if they aren't an energy drink person, they always get you the biggest fucking size possible especially for red bull oh because i don't think yeah. people realize that like the eight ounce is the standard <laughs> so this this woman i work with yeah bless her heart asked if i wanted anything because she was running to the gas station i was like yeah i'll take a red bull whatever variety i'm not picky and then nothing else she's like i've never had red bull i don't really care for caffeine or whatever i was like yeah well you can't go wrong i'll drink whatever the fuck i don't right. i'm not drinking it because i like it i'm drinking it because i need caffeine and she comes back like 20 minutes later, and it's a 24-ounce Red Bull. Jesus. Was it just <laughs> so like just the regular like, one? Like, if it's just the regular one, that is – that's a lot. A 20, it was a 24-ounce sugar-free, so basically the same. So I just – I domed that at like 11.30 today. So oh, and that's not even the morning. Up. Like, if you dome that at like, I don't know, 9, yeah. you can be all right by like 4. Nah, man. 11.30. <laughs> So, what are you doing tonight at 1 a.m. when you're up? <laughs> I don't know, man. Probably just picking scabs. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Dude, yeah, that's no, the so one been, thing I've, I've been... noticed as, like, an adult nowadays is, like, I don't have any scabs. Like, when I was a kid, like, I'd get my knees, like, you know, scraped up on the sidewalk or elbows. Yeah, you're, elbows you're praying too hard. You're praying too hard. Well, it, yeah. Uh, but nowadays, like, I don't fall. Very much. And then when I fall, I don't know, I have clothes on. And I'm not wearing, like, shorts and a t-shirt like when I was a kid. So I don't, I never have, like, scabs. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But it is just funny that, like, Clarification, scabs, I do fall a lot. <laughs> yeah, you just land on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just fucking eat it. But, yeah, it is funny. You're just like, anyone else uh, not as uncoordinated as when they were a dumb baby? Well, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when was the last time you had a scab? I don't know, probably recently. Nice. I I, I fuck with fuck my nose yeah. a lot, so I, I usually have like Ugh. a nose scab. But... <laughs> what? You have a yeah, nose like, scab? Well, not like one zit on the side of my nose, I'll just like scratch oh, well, it. Okay, zit scabs are different than regular scabs. Anyway, the music this week. What have you been listening to? Other than the sound of your face hitting the pavement. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been listening to... Less music typically than than I typically would. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. That being said, um, 
I've been listening to more hip hop, specifically trap rap, um, more so than alternative or uh, rock or anything like that. Um, so not as much uh, heavy music as sometimes. I feel like I listen to a lot of heavy music in the fall. Well, a lot relative to my normal consumption. Yeah, but. you have noticed that before, that it's like a cold weather thing for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything specifically you want to shout out? Anything that's been, been piquing your interest or just <laughs> hitting up old favorites? Um, e- e For hip-hop or? It's just like what you've been listening to recently. Yeah, so I've been listening to Jack Harlow's uh, newest album um, okay. and just his related music. Uh, the album is That's What They All Say. Um, for those who are uninitiated, Jack Harlow is a rapper from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and he's known for repping Kentucky a lot. Um, and But he also he... doesn't make like trash music. Like He's not like some local rapper. Like He is a local rapper, but he's not like everybody's high school local rapper. He's like on the top of charts right now. He made um, uh, that song, What's Poppin', that played forever. Ah, yeah. Um, Do you think he knows Knock the Loose? Uh, perhaps. <laughs> You'd fucking lose it if it was like... <laughs> If you just was, like, one of their cousins or something? Dude, if I, like... Okay. If I saw, like... Which do you think would be more ridiculous? Like, a a Knocked Loose song featuring Jack Harlow? Or a song... A Jack Harlow song featuring... um, His name is Brendan, right? Brian Garris. Brian Brian Garris, yeah. Brian Garris. Which one would be... I'll throw in a third option. I'll say the mo- the one that makes the most sense, I would think, is Jack Harlow featuring the members of Knocked Loose just from, like, an instrumental perspective. Mm-hmm. You know? He just gets Isaac oh, to throw so some like, guitar on. I think that's the one that makes the most sense. So, yeah. And okay, so then it's like featuring Knocked Loose. Loose featuring Jack Harlow, and mm-hmm. then Jack Harlow featuring Brian Garris. If I saw featuring Brian Garris on on any of his songs, I would lose my my mind. Unless like, Brian Garris just has like a gorgeous singing voice that he's hiding. Perhaps or maybe <clears throat> you know he's dabbling into the rap game. Or maybe Jack Harlow's just pulling a Ghost Mane and he's releasing his one grindcore EP before he's back to hip hop. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, what have you? I have actually to? been. Not listening to that much music either. Mm-hmm. Uh, just with the way that work's been going, haven't listened to too much. Haven't really been doing the podcast too much either, honestly. Um, if I'm listening to stuff, it's usually at work, and I've just been... I haven't been in the figure and stuff out phase, where I usually listen to the most music. I've been yeah. in, like, the implementation. I gotta talk to people all the time, so, like, I can't have fucking headphones in if I'm in a meeting. <laughs> right. Sure. Dude, yeah, just, just less in general. I've had... <laughs> I I recently got these uh, Bluetooth headphones, and typically at work I've been wearing these like wired uh, headphones that ju- like the ones that just come with the iPhone, um, yeah, which are very mediocre at best, right? And then uh, <laughs> recently I forgot uh, headphones for a flight, and so I got these like Skull Candy wireless Bluetooth earbuds. But yeah. the thing about it is like. I know they're not noise canceling and they probably don't noise cancel as, as well as like Bose or like the AirPods or whatever. But like to me, compared to what I had been using, they cancel noise a lot better. Um, and so now it's like 
I have to literally like if I'm listening at work, I have to like keep one out or I have to just like wait until I feel the vibration of another human speaking at me before I like rip them out and go, Oh, sorry, what? And so it's just yeah, it's it's been I've been listening to things at work a lot less. Yeah, it does sometimes just kind of feel debilitating. Um, I have to leave my office door open for that reason because I won't hear anyone knock. I have to see them walk in. Right. But my hearing's also just garbage. Door's um, always open policy. That's nice. It's like when you leave your door of, open. Speaking of hearing garbage, you want to get into these two albums? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Let's do it. No, I, I think you're in for a good conversation. We've kind of been skirting around it. I think we kind of put this one off. Yeah. I don't know if you subconsciously felt like that was what was happening, but for me, I was like, oh, shit. Are we pushing this one off because we're talking about two uh, less accessible albums this week? I'm not sure, but... Ooh, I liked how you put that. I say let's get into it. I am all for diving into Blue Chip first. Okay. Let's do it. To open with, mm-hmm. I want to I first talk about my background going into the album. Mm-hmm. And then I, I want to change up the discussion for these two albums slightly, or at least for this one. Mm-hmm. Going into the album, I knew who Action Bronson was just from like all of his extracurriculars, I guess you would say. You know, any of the right. video stuff he's done, or just kind of social media presence. It, I got nothing against. For clarification, it is we're talking about Blue Chips Seven Thousand, the album by Action Bronson, released in two thousand seventeen. <laughs> Yeah, thank, thanks for the clarification. I, I forgot that there were 6,000 blue chips before this. Right, yes. Anyway, so familiar with Action Bronson just as like a dude. Mm. Nothing against him. Uh, I literally just didn't have that much exposure to him. I really don't watch mm. a lot of his stuff. Not because I've seen it and didn't like it. Mm. I just haven't seen that much of it, right? But, you know, he just kind of seems like uh, just a dude who hangs out and smokes weed and likes nice stuff. He's like white 2 chains. Yeah. <laughs> right, he just fuck. He's just around, you yeah. know. It just seems like he's always just in the background of shit. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Got nothing, nothing against him. No idea what his music sounds like at all. Um, but I went into it expecting that kind of like lower key rap that is the product of marijuana and made for people who are enjoying marijuana. That was right. what I was expecting. Right. And I can talk about what I got versus what I was expecting, but. The way we framed these two albums last week, before I say anything about what I thought about the album, I want to toss it off to you. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about, A, why you like this album? Okay. Uh, If you want to touch on why you might think it's a little bit less accessible. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that it's less accessible overall. I just think that Action Bronson is just not as as obvious of a choice, I guess. Yeah, and he is certainly not mainstream especially now like maybe back in 2016 2017 like he was coming up i think he was i can't remember if he was on the freshman like xxl freshman list of that either year but um he certainly now is not somebody that somebody would see like you wouldn't find him on like a spotify verified playlist and then like find this album by looking at his discography like he is if you're listening to his music you kind of like searched it out um or perhaps saw a youtube video and was like oh apparently this guy's a rapper and then looked into him so it's not something that you a lot of times will like stem from um quick shout out uh to him recently he has lost over like 170 pounds oh let me look at action bronson recent 
Yeah. Action Bronson weight loss, baby. He got into surfing. Or no, 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 no. Uh, boogie boarding. Dude, you know what that reminds me of? Um, that reminds me of the vocalist for Acacia Strain. Really? Vin Vincent Bennett. Um, he like... Oh, yes. I the, yeah. I, dude, he like... just mentioned this. They like hadn't toured for a while, and then they went to do like a 10-year anniversary tour for uh, their album Continent. Mm -hmm. And that motherfucker looks so good. God hmm. damn. He was okay. never like a huge guy, but he was always like, you know, a little bit on the bigger side. And now he's fucking. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, so good for him. That that's awesome. But yeah, dude, fucking Action Bronson looks ridiculous. He look he he looks insane now. It's like he's right. lost part of his life force. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So so that's about uh, about him. So about the music specifically. Um. I guess the reason it came up for my suggestion is one, I like him and his really like um over the top like faux facade like he kind of have a has a facade of like sophistication you know and i kind of like i find it endearing from his youtube presence um and the and the content he makes about food he's a very passionate about food and and uh drink he has his own wine and stuff like that but anyway um in terms of his music career however he is he's from queens new york um and has been one of the ones that I personally think is on the better end of what New York rap is, or at least what it was like in the in, in the development stage of hip hop, what it developed to be. Now you have a uh, an emergence of New York drill, which is not what he does. Um, however, that has just been the like probably in the last five years um, that has developed. But he has this traditional hip hop rap new york sound um and i think i i wanted to do west coast or east coast and then new or old and so i think i picked a newer one because if i was doing old i might have you um listen to Nas or something like that or you know mob deep or or, or something that has that or jay-z that has this incredibly uh specific new york sound um, but you said new, so I think with that, I was like, okay, new rappers that kind of embody that sound. Okay. Action Bronson. And I wanted to see if you, you knew him adjacently because of things you've seen like media, other media you've seen, like you said, you haven't listened to his music and you know that I like him. Um, so I was very curious just to probe how much you were, uh, uh, into it or to what extent you weren't into it um so yeah uh that is and and you got to see the disappointment on my face when i couldn't see him live so dad do you want to go into that because i think that's the funniest shit of all time yeah uh okay so i will give him the benefit of the doubt um in what was it 2019 we went to Sonic Temple in Columbus, Ohio, uh, which is typically a heavy rock uh, music festival. That is the the new moniker is Sonic Temple, but it was formerly Rock on the Range. Um, and he was scheduled to perform, and I was very, very excited. I was front row. There wasn't a lot of rap fans, I would say, at that music festival and even if they they were they certainly like even if they were fans of rap music they certainly weren't really 
jazzed up about action bronzes like specifically or you know um so i was like one of maybe 15 people in this crowd and i was like front row and i went there early because i wanted to see him perform um and we were told that he wasn't going to perform uh because of a knee injury um I'm curious. I have my speculation as to why he didn't perform, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt uh, and say that, you know, you know, to his credit at that time was probably the peak of his weight in terms of like probably top top weight. So being very overweight can uh, cause a litany of knee problems. So it wouldn't surprise me if he had knee problems. Um, So, you know, but uh, it is funny that you bring that up only because. I I know for a fact that they were also there, but I think it might have even been the same day that Action Bronson was supposed to play Sonic Temple. Parkway Drive played Sonic Temple, mm-hmm. and Parkway Drive, like famously, did a world tour with one of their guitar players in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think. And Action Bronson was like, "They don't have crutches with the Munchies logo. I ain't doing it." <laughs> yeah, I mean, ha- what is their guitar player's name? Uh, the one who's in the wheelchair was Luke. Okay, so how often does Luke's stage presence just involve him, like, meandering around aimlessly while stoned out of his mind? <laughs> All right, fair enough. You, you might not be able to, you might not be able to do that. That is true. He probably wasn't worried about, like, being able to put weight on it. He was probably worried he was going to fall off the fucking stage. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if it wasn't, uh... If it wasn't mentioned before, it cannot be overstated how much of a fan of marijuana Action Bronson is. Um, I mean, that's the intro, right? If we want yeah. to dig into the actual the album, and yeah. I'll give you a chance here to talk about what the album means to you musically. But mm-hmm. I mean, that is like it kicks off with a, a sample of him getting his mom stoned. Yep, yep. Which is always something. Like I here, here's the thing: as much as it may be a little cringy. Um, in a little like, I don't know what the word for it is, but I I see myself in Action Bronson, um, and I think that's a real reason I like him a lot of the time. Uh, it, it, he seems like a exaggerated, over the top version of a part of myself that comes out every once in a while. Okay, uh, and so, I'm to your example about getting his mom high like that that is like one thing that i was like oh my god that's hilarious you know because thinking about my own mother you know right um, okay so that does i mean right off the bat with that intro mm-hmm. it does pose a question that is very similar to one that i had coming out of the carter three when we did mm-hmm. carter three which is how much of this is a joke um it's it's hard to say because I think he, while he is very self-aware, I think part of his whole thing is that he will, like, push the limits of, like, not giving a fuck almost to a fault. Like, he will do stuff with, like, the – with the intent of, like – he'll do skits in his, in his music or he'll do lines and stuff like that just to be – overly ex- like exaggerating and like ridiculous and goofy and so he he is definitely self-aware but he leans into it very hard and in one thing is like there is not very many people i think 
who would say, you know, like I like Action Bronson's move, like music, but I don't really like like him. I don't really vibe with him, but like he has good music. I like his music. I, I think, think most like, people it's the opposite. <laughs> exactly. Like you, I think you yeah. have to like to really be a fan of Action Bronson's music. You have to be a fan of him and his personality. Um, yeah, no, that's better fair. And worse. the kind of the kind of grandiose sword thing is is kind of less what I'm talking about. I understand that a lot of that's just going to come with the territory. And mm-hmm. even though you've got lines like "jump in the pool with the tool on me," shredded 240, which are hysterical. Yeah, because Action Bronson in 2017 talking about being ripped just reminds me of Cartman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm less talking about that, and I'm more kind of talking about. Well, actually, sorry. I guess that is more what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm less talking about like the the kind of flexing, the you know two Russian twins sucking while I drive fast. I understand that's like just mm-hmm. comes with the territory. I'm more talking about like there's some shit in here that's hilarious, like like when he says that he's in the club with a condom on. Yeah, that's supposed to be hilarious. It has yes. to be. I refuse yes. to believe otherwise. Yes, it, right. it, it, a lot of. It, I think he would also say that he tries to put comedy into his rap like if you can like if i think his ideal uh takeaway from a lot of his songs is somebody who is like cracking up but is like you know what that like they were good bars hilarious but you know pretty good like i they were actually well formed like i can also see him but i can also see him being like one of those people who you look at a song like right lung Mm. where he's talking about giving his entire right lung if he could dunk a basketball one time mm-hmm. yeah and i there's that's... a part there's a part of me that's like oh god does he think that he's like making a metaphor that is like does he think he's crushing it right now right or does he acknowledge that that's the funniest shit i've ever heard no 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 i, I think it's more the latter for sure he is saying like it's it's every fat kid's dream to be able to dunk and i'd give my right lung to be able to dunk Right, like that, totally on board with that's fucking hilarious. Right. I just wasn't sure, because like is, I said, I, I haven't absorbed as much of like the kind of uh, peripheral content to know yeah. what he's He's not a very, he, I wouldn't say he's a very like serious guy. I think he takes himself very not seriously. Okay, well with, with that in mind, there a lot of the, a lot of the lyrics especially that I was getting hung up on, I'm a lot better with now. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, do you want do you want to take us through the album real quick, or you know, or, uh, any tracks you want to kind of yeah. touch on musically? Um, I mean, I'll jump in, but for sure, these two albums, like I said, being a little bit less accessible, I wanted to kind of let you drive on this one, mm-hmm. since uh, I I fear that I'll start to say the same things about a lot of these. I would say that the um, so first of all, well, what what you should know is that. He his show that he has or had with uh I believe Vice, fuck that's delicious. Um, a main reoccurring character, um, and travel companion with him is Mayhem Loren. Oh, dude, I was gonna bring that up. That I already think Mayhem Loren's like the corniest man on the planet because I accidentally watched one of those Munchies videos. Yes, and you and dude, picturing that the, man uh... in the booth is like the funniest thing on the in the planet, like ever. Dude, he's like, got he's got a fucking episode of Munchies where he's making like white turkey chili. 
Yeah. And he adds he adds cilantro to the pot and he's like the, the cilantro is getting in there. It's getting it's it's dancing up on the cumin, having sex with the turkey. And I was like, you need to shut the fuck up. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah. Dude, stop. <laughs> like you gotta you gotta wink at the camera or something so I know that you don't believe that's happening right now. It's it's almost like this um that whole crew uh, you know, Action Bronson being like the the Arrowhead, as okay. you know, because it's his show. At, okay, at, at at risk of uh, and you you can stop me. And let me know if we need to cut this out. Action Bronson and Mayhem Loren, it's that thing where like famous people have friends and they're all just like palette swaps of the same person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and. It's this thing that they do that, like, I feel like some of my, the people that I know in my life, where it's like this grandiose ridiculousness, but with this undertone of, like, understanding that it's ironic thing. Um, and it's like, I don't know, it, it, it reminds me of people, it reminds me of myself, and it reminds me of, like, uh, people I know. Uh, and, and I will so, say to, to Mayhem's credit... Uh, he's only featured on the one track. Mm-hmm. By name, is that the only one that he's on? Is Hot Pepper? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I liked his verse mm-hmm. a lot better. You know, I mean, I, like a lot more than what I thought I would going into it with that kind of context. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, yeah, so, so there is that aspect to it. But, yeah, it did, I couldn't get out of my head that absurd shit he said about <laughs> chili. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of the times... He's like, first of all, um, one thing that you should know is that he is on the same label with Alchemist, the the producer. Yeah. And I believe, um, let me just look, because I, I believe he's the one making most of these beats and the and the like the the instrumentals. Whoever the producer was on this album, and whoever like, all of the, made the all beat, of the fucking beats are amazing. They're awesome. Like they 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 have like instruments. They're not just like kick drum and eight oh eight and snare. It is like there's like horns, and there's you know they they had the one uh, Jamaican uh, reggae influenced uh, singer on the one. Yeah, that's uh that's all in Hot Pepper. Yeah, Hot Pepper. Yeah, um, and so that is what I like a lot about his like. He 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 likes beats that aren't trap beats, right? Like, um, yeah, it's all very old school. Yeah. Okay. So it looks yeah. So um, it looks like it has a a little cocktail of different uh, producers. Actually, the Alchemist produced a couple of the songs, uh, produced La Luna, um, and then Tank, and uh, and then the other the other big producer that I'm seeing is uh, Party Supplies. Kind of funny you bring up The Alchemist on those two tracks, because I cannot remember what the beat for those two tr- <laughs> songs are at all. Right, right. Um, Party Supplies. I've never heard of Party Supplies as a producer before, but um, perhaps that's why it's such a unique sound. I don't like a lot of his hooks. Um, I like Action the, Bronson's? Yeah, like when he, when yeah, he has... Yeah, he's, he's got the little Wayne problem where it's like, yeah. if you just shut the fuck up and keep rapping, we're going to be fine. (laughs) An amazing example of that um, is Chop, Chop, Chop. Right? Like, he does that weird, I don't know what you would even call it, like, musical um, allusion to that, what is it, like, 
I don't even know what it is. It's like it's like it's something that is older, like a song like a sing songy rhyme or you know, something yeah, like it's, that. It's wheels on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I and I couldn't it's not like a Anyway. He does yeah, he does this weird take on wheels on the bus with chop, 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 rolling down the block, block, block. Which yeah, is like, dude, yeah. come on. But that being said, I think I like I love his like verses, his actual like bars on that song a lot. So Yeah. Um, I, yeah, okay. So let's 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 refocus. Let's just burn through some tracks real quick because we haven't okay. said too much about the actual music. So I would uh, would you agree that Wolfpack and La Luna are fine but yeah. not standout? Mm-hmm. And then I think Chairman's Intent is an enormous step up. Yep. I think that What's was interesting about Chairman's Intent is that Chairman's Intent and Hot Pepper both have action doing kind of a if not the hook, he's like at least doing some singing and trying to right. throw some more melody in there. I think it works phenomenally on Chairman's Intent and I despise it on Hot Pepper. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes this is like where he tries to be like cultured and like, and tries to be like exotic is the best way to put it. Yeah. There's a lot of that with, there's some Spanish on this album and some reggae on this album and and it kind of falls a little flat. Um, yeah. So, and, and that's okay. I think, what what do you think of his rapping ability? It is, even though most of the bars are like these over-the-top, you know, two Russians sucking while I'm driving down Rodeo or whatever, you know, uh, and it's just over-the-top bars that are self-proclaimed, you know. If thing. you want to talk purely about just, like, flow and delivery, I mm-hmm. think he's got no problems. Uh, some of my favorite parts on the album are where he's just – fitting as many syllables as he can into the verse. Like the, anytime he like wraps himself out of breath, I think that's like yeah. always the coolest part on a song. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like just, just, just stop doing the hooks. <laughs> 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 unless, ex- unless, for, you know, with the exception of chairman's intent. But I mean, I think songs like bonsai and choreographer are also two that stand out for me where it's like, just keep doing that. Just keep, like mm-hmm. you look at you look at the lyrics for Bonsai and it's just like a wall of text. It's like mm-hmm. that format for me works better for Action Bronson. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Um, you know, compared to something like uh like Hot Pepper mm-hmm. or even like uh like is it Let Me Breathe the one where he has that weird interlude about basic white bitches even though he's an Albanian from New York. <laughs> His mother's Jewish. Um yes. <laughs> Um, like I don't want to, I don't want to imply that Action Bronson. I'm not trying to say like Action Bronson's a basic white person. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, who do you think's listening to? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you're just, you're uh, just talking about your audience. <laughs> like, yeah. Now I'm. So this is off of uh, um, nine twenty four seven thousand. Um. Now I'm. Now I'm nestled in a Tesla eating pretzels. Yeah, that shit's awesome. He you also know, like has when a he bar does... on. He's got a bar on nine twenty four seven thousand where he says, "Only compare me to Kevin Spacey." <laughs> yeah, that I was about. To, yeah, that is. It hasn't aged, but this this well, happened actually, in 2017. actually, actually, it's kind of aged beautifully because he's saying like, "Yeah, I might have done some fucked up shit, but if we're using Kevin Spacey as the baseline, I'm killing it." Right. Um, it's it's so funny. Like, he does like what the reason I brought that lineup 
is because you were talking about the things where he gets like out of breath or like, but, yeah. you know, so I can picture, like I can hear him in my head going like, now I'm, now I'm nestled in a Tesla eating pretzels. And, and then he goes, I should probably put a wetsuit on. Just. It's so fucking. Funny. No, no, it's not. There was not, that was not like a, in like a second line to like, you know, making women wet or anything or no, anything. He just has no, he just says, ass. no, I should probably put a wetsuit on. He just has swamp ass. Um, and okay. So two things. Um, first of all, uh, I totally agree with the whole wall of text example. I didn't, I didn't really know how to say it, but when it is more lyric or like when, when the, when it was more verse heavy than chorus heavy or some sort of like, sample heavy i like it more when he's just like in there going nuts rapping and making entendres and you know and anal- like you know kind of puns and analogies and jokes i like that shit second of all uh a good example of that is the song we were just talking about the 9247000 so imagine they are in the studio right ashton bronson records all that says i should probably put a wetsuit on talks about uh uh two Russian twins suck while I drive fast or uh, the blunt fat like two Kamala's. I don't know if he's referring to Kamala Harris. Probably no, it's, uh, it's, it's two Kamala's, which sounds like two Kamala, who is a rugby player, according to Genius. Right. Anyway, so... <laughs> okay, so, you know, they just got... <laughs> he just got done recording. Uh, and Rick Ross steps into the... Uh, into the recording room. And as he opens the door, you hear Maybach music, right? Um, he steps in, you know, he goes, Oh, gets in the booth, does all his stuff. And then they're very like, you know, happy with the song. I want you to imagine what that hug is like. Those two hugging. Because those are maybe the two biggest rappers I know of. Tell you what, man, that that hug smells like the inside of a Wingstop for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is Rick Ross, right? I'm not just yes. like being an ass. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, well, one thing you had to consider. Okay, dude, I'm sorry, but the, he's the, wearing a wetsuit. Okay, oh, dude, okay, now the okay, the mental image. The, I, I really want you to focus on the 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 the, the three seconds. Where Action Bronson's leaving the booth and he has to turn sideways to let Rick Ross in. What? <laughs> like as they're passing each other? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that, just that moment of just like oh, they give each other me. the nod and oh, they kind of like God. rotate around. Yeah, I. You know what? That's a bad day to be a weed nug <laughs> in that studio. <laughs> That's because you know yeah. mayhem's in there. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah I'm about to fuck. get some cauliflower wings through Postmate. It's going to be amazing. And Action <laughs> Bronson's like, yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, so. Uh, Dude, Mayhem like already recorded his verse at the beginning of the week. He's just like around now. He's <laughs> high as shit. Like, right. And the Wingstop franchise is having sex with the economy. And Rick Ross is like, will you shut the fuck up right now? <laughs> he just has on a wetsuit too. <laughs> Dude, he's in a yeah, he's in a wetsuit just on the couch, just smoking all of Action Bronson's weed. And he spills ranch from his cauliflower wings, and he just like gets it off because it's waterproof. 
Well, I guess that's a dry suit, but you... Anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you want? Oh my God! You want to do? Uh, you you want to do top and bottom tracks? <laughs> yeah. We'll call it good. Yeah. All right. Do you put? Do you put Chairman's Intent at the top? Yeah, and and I think it's deserving because I mean it was the sing like not okay. One, it's deserving. Yeah, because I like it. But I think the hit off of this album, the one that was most prolific prolific was the chairman's intent um and so it makes sense i think he was aware that that was the 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 better song it's the one that he breaks down uh in the genius video um in the sidebar so um i i it's hard to say like so you say first and last tracks or just like topic for me chairman's intent stuff at the top i put bonsai up there I put choreographer up there. Oh, first I'm an idiot. For some reason, I thought you meant like first and last track, and I was like, "What? We already no." Okay, so you're <laughs> saying best and worst. Uh, yeah. Ignore well, I mean, me. just yeah, just like the top and yeah. What what what's like you know what are you gonna put on a playlist? Obviously, you already have this album on a playlist. But, yeah, yeah. You know what stands out to you from this uh, album? You know, I like chop chop skip? chop. Even though even though the the hooks kind of whack whack whack. I uh, appreciate the lyrics, and I appreciate like, and I appreciate like how the the song develops. So I might put that put that on like a I don't know workout playlist, something like that. Chairman's intent is really cool. Um, I would, no love for choreographer. Um, it's better. It, it's probably in the middle. Um, I think choreographer has one of the best beats on the fucking record. Yeah, I agree. have you heard Have you heard choreographer recently? Yeah, I listened to it yeah. today, man. Yeah, sick. Yeah, no, it's pretty sick. Yeah, sick as hell. Um, what, what is your least are you favorite? Skipping. Okay, so I, I I can go. For me, eh, it's growing on me. And if I can get past the first thirty seconds, I do enjoy Hot Pepper. But oh my god, the intro! I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. It, I have to it's... skip it like every time. That uh, and then there's a lot of stuff that's like just kind of forgettable. But yeah. The only thing that uh, that's eh. a big issue. It's not anything that I really like dislike. There wasn't anything I hated. There's just a like, lot of stuff that blended. Dude. Gun to my head, I don't think I could tell you a single thing about Let It Rain. Right. Yeah. I think that's the one that opens. No, I think Bonsai opens with like the fucking sound clip. Right. I I got nothing for Let It Rain. Yeah. Um, and then Let Me Breathe is a little annoying with the whole like intro about mm. the or you know the interlude about trying to make a dance so that basic bitches gonna dance to it. Oh yeah, yeah. What about I mean, Durag predict- versus Headband? Uh, condom in the club. Yeah. Moving on. Is that just why you like? <laughs> you just get, I, get that uh, and play it on repeat. I'm noticing. Uh, I shouldn't say I'm noticing a theme, but we have covered a lot of albums on both sides. The you know the the hip hop and the heavier side. A lot of albums with like solid tracks at the end, but just not closers. Right. Like Do Rag vs Headbands, a good song, but you're like, oh fuck, that was the closer. Right. Oh, huh. the album's over. Okay. Yeah. Weird. So, uh, I, I'm getting the vibe that, uh, you are better off for having listened to it, but probably won't listen to the album again. Uh, I'll throw some songs on a playlist. I've been meaning to put together a playlist of the albums we've covered. Mm. I'll definitely throw some ones on a playlist. Like, I, I do genuinely enjoy Chairman's Intent, Choreographer, and Bonsai to the point where, like, they're stuck in my head. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of the album I'm cool with. Like, if it's on in the car, now that I've heard it, I enjoy it. And I said there's only a couple tracks I'm, like, actively wanting to skip. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's growing the context a little bit more. I have like a greater appreciation for kind of action just as a as an entertainer. Um, and it is kind of yeah. If nothing else, this album was good to kind of get more into that side of beat making. Yeah. And kind of what you know, someone who's doing an East Coast sound now, but with the sensibilities of an older style, would be making. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is nice for that context. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I hope that uh, coming out of this, he is more than just the sweaty guy who puts too much olive oil into things on munchies. Yeah. No, that's fair. And if if Action Bronson with Blue Chip 7000 was kind of pushing up against the walls of what I was familiar with with hip-hop, you know, kind of mm-hmm. expanding outward a little bit, uh, I think I picked you up and just held your head underwater with yeah. absolute hope, absolute hell. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, okay, we'll, we'll get into it. So this is uh, Absolute Hope, Absolute Hell by Fit for an Autopsy, released in 2015. Um, and you know what? I liked it more than I thought I would. Okay. I listened to their, like, I, I feel like back when we when you first suggested i think i went to their spotify looked at their discography just to see their aesthetic and then i like played their top song which is like i think maybe off their newer album uh and i was like do you happen to know what song it was um da, 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 da. um it looks like the top one is the sea of tragic beasts not fit for a king that's a different band yeah, we're not talking about God Squad right now. Um, it was oh, it was uh, it was Fear Tomorrow. Oh, okay, that's a that's weird because that's older. Oh, oh no no no, Fear or Tomorrow no. is no Fear Tomorrow is like single. the newest. Yeah, 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 it's like a single that I don't believe is going to be on an album. Right, um, and, and I was like, eh, I don't know, like if I'll. It's fine. <laughs> um, Fear Tomorrow is okay. Right. I got yeah. nothing against it, but. Um, the reason I'm curious is because the song right underneath that Black Mammoth is like as much like I think Black Mammoth is like their best song ever. The only reason mm-hmm. we didn't do that album is because I think the rest of the album mm-hmm. is weaker. But Black Mammoth is like one of the best songs of all time. Mm-hmm. I I would go on record as saying that there is not a <laughs> there's no song on this planet that is both heavier and catchier than Black Mammoth. Okay. Song rules, but we're not yeah. talking about Black Mammoth. We're talking about Absolute Hope, Absolute Hell. It, so you had that kind of uh, initial step, and then I you go straight into the album. I went in, yeah. So I turned it on, and I thought that a lot of times they have like some sort of like, you know, as the mist kind of separates, some sort of like intro with maybe some samples or like a dude talking, saying, you know, this this is the last time that I, blah, 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 you know whatever and then it kind of ends the 30 second intro and then the first song starts nope it didn't absolute hope absolute hell is the first song in the album and i remember i was like hold up hold up hold up i was i was not seated or ready and settled to listen to the album yet when it started and so i restarted it loved the first song loved it and i was oh, like dude it's so oh, good shit. it just it just it builds and it just is like kind of all encompassing, mm-hmm. um, and it just it. I don't know. It, it does a phenomenal job of ha- of being very atmospheric, but 
but mm-hmm. then also just like the switch flips, and it just gets so intense so mm-hmm. quickly. Right. Uh, I think a lot of what carries this album is Will Putney's production. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of mentioned it when we talked about the album, setting it up last time. But Will, Will Putney... Putney is the drummer for. Is that the guy that plays Rock Band really well? No. Okay. Oh. So you're. It's weird because you're you're wrong, but I understand why you think that because you're thinking of the drummer for Counterparts. Yeah. Will Putney plays guitar in Fit for an Autopsy, and he produces the Counterparts record. Ah, there it is. Okay. But he, so he actually, produced this he, one too, right? Yeah, he produces all of his band's yeah. stuff. Okay. Uh, so interestingly, Brendan Murphy of Counterparts is featured on the song Storm, Storm Drains. Drains. Yeah. And I did not know that until I just looked at it two seconds ago. Really? Okay. It's not It's not on the... I have the fucking physical copy of this album, and it's not on there. Right. It, it is not really like... It's sometimes, a very subdued yeah, feature. Some sometimes when like um when uh what's his name? Brian I almost said Oh Brian if Brian Garris is featured, you know it's Brian yeah, Garris. I almost said Brian Regan. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> featured um, on featured on a track just like talking about airlines. It's yeah. hilarious. No, uh uh Brian Garris. He, when he gets on a song, like when he's featured in a song, it's like the whole crowd like steps back a little bit to let, you know, Mickey right. Mouse say his piece. And, <laughs> and it wasn't really like that for this. It wasn't like you were super aware that, uh, uh, the, what's his name? The singer. Brendan Murphy. Uh, yeah. Brendan Murphy. You weren't like super aware yeah. that he came in. He, right. Did do you think he just did like backup vocals? Brennan Murphy is just, like, really good friends with Will Putney, so he's just, like, on a bunch of shit that Will Putney does. Fair enough. And like, they have Will a set, Putney they have a, shit, those yeah. two have a side project together called End. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Brennan Murphy's, like, Brennan Murphy's also on the first Knock Loose record, because mm-hmm. Will Putney did that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brennan Murphy's just, like, around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so Absolute Hope, Absolute Hell, I think, very good job of just, you know, it, it kind of leads you in, it's very atmospheric, a switch flips becomes very intense all at once. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the production does a good job of handling that, where it doesn't become too much, like, static. Right. And then and then you go into Wither, which is not that. Yeah. It is just heavy. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like how this doesn't... Like, okay, do you think this album tries to tell a story at all? Uh, as far as connected from song to song, I think not. I was about uh, to I say think that. that like, thematically, it all fits together, but I don't think there's like a thread. I like how they're just embracing this kind of like edge and kind of like internalized emotion and just like cathartic uh, expression of anger and stuff like that. Like they they lean into it. Yeah, they lean into it, and I I think I don't know if you agree or not, but for me, like if you're gonna do this kind of very intensely like misanthropic kind of negative cynical nihilistic kind of lyrics mm. i one i think that it it helps a lot if you just go all in and two i think that it helps if the the music is heavier too cuz it kind of has this whole it, it's more of a full package thing and then also i i think because the vocal delivery is less clear you're mm. not picking up on it as consciously so right. it becomes a little bit like, like I, you kind of pointed some things out with the Bring Me the Horizon album mm-hmm. of kind of 
going back to the same points over and over again, like the delivery on this Fit for an Autopsy album is such that you can, especially for the first time you're hearing it, you can kind of tune in and out. You don't mm. have to necessarily pick up on every line. It's um, a great album to listen to if you're doing exercise. Yeah, but, but it rips. Yeah, it reminds uh, me the aesthetic or like the the tone kind of reminds me of All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us by Architects. Lyrically, yeah, yeah. for sure. No, yeah, uh, no, not not musically. I mean, like the yeah. like you were just talking about where we were you were leaning into nihilistic, uh, you know. Yeah, anger. I mean, you want to talk about uh, especially like we'll get to it, but the last track on this album I think is probably the most similar mm-hmm. lyrically. Uh, but I do want to take a quick aside, so I won't go off on the whole tangent about the backstory for this album for me mm-hmm. personally. But one of the reasons that I kind of wanted to pick it is that I, I think that it is going to introduce you, or, you know, it did introduce you to a lot of these kind of, like, there's just, like, techniques and styles and kind of writing things, you know, kind of musical elements that you hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. as far as, like, like pieces of heavy music, right? Like, we've done stuff that's been heavy, right? But this album's, you know, it's bringing in, like, more pinch harmonics and harmonic scrapes on the guitar, and, like, yeah. the vocal delivery is a lot heavier, but I think that the production is just so good that it doesn't become Abrasive. it doesn't become overwhelming, and it also it, it it you can actually tell what is different. Right. So with that in mind, like I think this album, I think you would agree. I think that Joe, the vocalist for Fit for an Autopsy, out of the albums we've covered, I think he by far has the widest range mm-hmm. as far as screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely make a case for like Sam Carter because Sam mm-hmm. kind of does both. But like on this album, like I mean, almost everything on this album is just the one guy, and I think that's kind of remarkable mm-hmm. that he's able to sound so different within each song and between the different tracks, mm-hmm. and that he can kind of add different emphasis in different ways. Um, and I think that you're starting to see that with Wither. Not quite as much, mm-hmm. uh, but you are kind of starting to get into how you can change things up to prevent it from being too one note. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you have any other comments on Wither, but then we can get into Salt Wound, which is like fucking mm. just, ooh, ooh, Salt Wound. Mm. I like salt that Wound has occupied permanent space in my head for five straight years. <laughs> really? I like how, I like, a co- like, first of all, it's kind of hard for me just because I'm like, new to the genre and i haven't listened to a lot of like the vocal delivery of this style it's hard for me to make out the words so it helps to look at the lyrics while i'm listening um that being said with salt wound um i liked some of the actual like you know phrasing of the lyrics um uh for example um the the kind of visceral um thing and hammer the rusted nail deeper into my side fill me yeah, with needles it's... and thorns you know it's it's this like darker down to the bone the gray turns to black um yeah it's got more of like a darker it's like a it's less of like they're being dark because of their outlook and it's more of like a fascination with it it's more of like an edgar Allan poe kind exactly. of poetry thing yeah and less of like a reflection of their struggles kind of thing right it, it oh. literally it sounds like poetry if you were to read this in prose like 
you know, lay the cities to ruin, let the lifeblood envelop the sea in crimson and in chaos. We are reborn into suffering. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's I like it. I don't know who's I don't know who's writing this. Probably uh, Will Butney. No, he's that's yeah, his producer. Uh, well, Will, I think Will like writes all the music. He might do the lyrics. I don't know if that's Joe or not, but yeah, it's Will or Joe. What do you yeah, think about the breakdown? Dude, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Oh, so good, dude. So good. Like, it's reminding you of your uncle. Some people should just fucking die. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for context, uh, I told my family that the next time I see my uncle, I'm gonna fight him. Yes. Um, <laughs> but whatever. I so okay. So we talk about, and, and I think that we actually had very similar comments for, uh, architects last week. Not last week when we did architects. I think I said something similar. But to have all that poetry. And kind of that weird, spacey, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, the soul of the shepherd exposed, what does he mean? And then, like, when all of the music kind of comes to this penultimate point and then crashes in on itself, all of the artifice is dropped, and the lyrics are just like, sometimes people should just fucking die. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, that's a good point. It's like all of this, like, poetic, you know, like, I don't even, like very vivid very robust uh diction and then the breakdown is just like you just said sometimes people should just fucking die <laughs> like it's like right you know, or no it starts here's the fucking truth right dude okay you know what it is is it's like it's like a guy up on stage reading a poem that he wrote you know yeah it's beautiful gorgeous like dark reflective poetry and he goes to get off stage, and no one kind of said anything. And he walks back and was like, eh, another thing, and yeah. another thing. You know what? This is how I feel. I'm tired. Right. Tired of, like, trying to write down what I'm feeling. This, like, trying to, you know, make something that'll make right, people like, go, ooh, ah, very deep, ah. No, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it, it definitely makes the moment more impactful and a lot more memorable. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, man, dude, I thought Saltwin's so sick. But, you know... People, the people's favorite uh, part of the song being the breakdown that is the least, uh, you know, poetically sophisticated is uh, whoever this writer was is probably just uh, Sultan is in the wound. Anyway, um, so murder in the first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like. I think murder in the first is good. I think it's like kind of more of the same with salt wound. Um, it's a little bit less abstract. It's very clearly just being like. You know, mm -hmm. the people in power are fucking us over. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Murder the First is like, it's kind of the last of the the conventional tracks for right now. Because mm -hmm. then you go into like Storm Drains and Ghosts in the River, which are instantly a lot more atmospheric. Still right. very heavy, but like Storm Drains, Storm Drains is, is, is really poetic. And I would love to talk about Storm Drains, but... Like, Ghost in the River opens up with, like, like this imagery of, like, a snowy mountain and limbs snapping off the trees as you attempt to climb. Right. And the, like, just the, the expanse of the landscape physically breaking your will. Right. And it giving you the realization that every man has darkness and can be bought. Uh-huh. And you're like, fucking, what? Like, yeah, where did that come from? Like, holy shit, we were just talking about hanging Everybody. up the phone and killing people two tracks ago. What, right. What's happening? <laughs> right. 
it, it uh this song reminded me of like how this this is a really like weird tangent uh the almost like comical switch to the environmental ethereal diction reminds me about yeah. uh how almost comically descriptive matt mercer is at times where it's almost like all right man like whatever right yeah it's uh there's a lot of authors that do that where they just like just keep describing things and it's right. like Can robert you fuck Frost? off we haven't right we haven't gotten anywhere like, what's yeah. happening yeah but no, I, I really like ghost of the river for that reason did, i mean do, do do storm drains or ghost of the river kind of stand out to you musically were those tracks i like kind of storm drains better than ghost in the river Okay. Uh, probably because it has elements of counterparts, which I like, because Brendan Murphy's on it. Yeah, Perhaps. fucking Brendan. Brendan Murphy's just the best. Yeah, he was just... You know, the only reason he's featured on this is because he was in the room wearing a wetsuit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mayhem Loren was also there, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> if you fun. had, like... If you had, like, Hollow Shell featuring Mayhem Loren. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I think Mask Maker is solid, but I I, I don't this, think this it is where it started to blend in. Mask Maker, yeah, Hollow Shell blended together. Yeah, uh, I think I was fair. tuning out just a bit. <laughs> that's definitely fair. Out to Sea reminded me of uh, kind of like Call of Cthulhu, Lovecraft. Yeah. Uh, what's that? What's that movie with Robert Pattinson? Oh, The Lighthouse. Yeah. It, yeah. it was just it was kind of funny. Not not because it sounds anything like that, but it just right the. the the old man is gone. Yeah, the lyrics reminded me of, you know, being stranded. And, I don't know. Um, so I think Out to Sea is is really good. I love the way that track builds. The, like, my only complaint with this fucking album, I just wish that they switched Out to Sea and False Positive. Yeah. Because Out to Sea is, like, so, I don't know, just, I don't know. Out to Sea just, like, gets to me emotionally, and then you go right into False Positive, which is, like, back to that just abrasive heavy. Right. Which is cool. But I would have liked it a lot more if out especially to see. going into swing the axe. Like if you had right, out to if see out to see led into swing the axe, it would have been. I don't know. Well, that's how, I can that's see why both they make sides, playlists, my friend. I can see both sides. Yeah. Uh, do you have comments on false positive, or are we, no. do, we getting right into swing the axe? It's one of those things like we've talked about very many times. It's like that is just a song to get me to that other song. Yeah, dude. Exactly. It's it's like I. I would listen to False Positive all the time if it was track seven, but right. it's between me and Swing the X. Get out of my way. Right. Um, it, uh, Ooh, Swing the X. Ooh. Yeah. It, uh, Swing Ooh, the X. Finna, is... make me act, finna make me act up. Yeah. Yeah. It, Swing the X reminded me of, like, when people, uh, like, take, they, they make TikToks doing, like, the, like the hardcore dance or like, you know, moshing or whatever. It's like some goth girl moshing in a room or some shit. Sure. Uh, oh, God, that's such a disservice to the band. I apologize. Um, yep. <laughs> but that's what it reminded <laughs> me of. It's like, <laughs> forget that I said that. You can cut that if you want. Uh, nah, I got to leave your, conf- your your confession of love to all TikTok goth thotties in here. Yeah. 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 Lincoln bio. Uh, okay. It's. Okay, so so it seems like you liked the track. What? Oh yeah. Did did, did the lyrics stand out to you? Was it the, the yes. kind of music? Was um, it the delivery? Yeah. Um, to churn the chemicals that kill everything, that was once serene. For some reason, that reminded me of. Uh, 
It's um, uh, it's Fern Gully, the song. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of drug use for some reason, and I don't know why. Huh. Uh, That's interesting, because there's definitely references to that throughout the album, mm-hmm. but not on this song. This song's very kind of one-note environmentalism, which is right. sick, but it's interesting that you... I wonder if subconsciously that just came through with yeah. the way they were writing all the other songs. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about lyrics all day on this one, but is it just me or there's that section in the middle where he's kind of spitting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T- tell me who do we blame when the fish turn up dead? That whole stanza mm-hmm. that's like spat out in like five seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. And then like it, it ends right at the end. Like pretend there will be a solution as we drown in the swill and pollution. And then it, breaks the whole song you know falls into chaos and then it's the life is a cycle of sin and sorrow line so kind of the reverse of what we saw before where it's like it's more blunt and then the song kind of falls out from underneath itself and when the instruments get heavy now you're back to that kind of more you know kind of reflective introspective kind of thing which i think is interesting but this song is sponsored by in hearts wake (laughs) yeah it's yeah, in Heart's Wake and uh, we are the so deluded in this septic tank. Like if you like, if you're going on the nose and not reading into it metaphorically, like I was. If you're going to it on the nose, like it's environmental. We are so deluded in the septic tank that we turn to plague and poison. I don't know. I just it's kind of that vibe of like, you know, we swing the axe and it kills ourselves. Yeah, you know. Because we are literally killing ourselves by what we are doing to our environment. Which, you know, you could also read into that in, on, like, an interpersonal level. You know, what you provide into your social environment is, is poisoning it. Yeah. Po- poisoned by our own production. It's, it's interesting all the lines kind of talking about, like, global disaster and, and you know, rampaging wildfires. And you're like, oh, this was uh, six years ago. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh no. This was before all that? Oh, God. We have not been kind. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, to, to summarize, I'm, I'm really glad you like the album. Were there aspects of this musically that you kind of want to explore a little bit more? I think we're kind of getting into the recommendation for next time. Yeah. Because I... uh, that can kind of go both ways. I mean, we can, we can take a 180 and kind of do something different if you want to break. Or, I mean, I will, I will keep giving you albums that sound like this. So help me. Well... It depends. Okay, so I like the sound of this. I, I like. I like the sound I, of this. Album. I am I curious, didn't... as an aside, what you thought of the different vocal styles. If that kind of you know, affected your enjoyment of something that you picked up on, something that you kind of were just okay with. It kind of reminds me of White Chapel in a way. This yeah, band. that's fair. Um, and I like White Chapel. Uh, so it is absurd that you like White Chapel, by the way. Yeah. I don't. How, what fucking Whitechapel songs have you heard? It's only. It's it's just the uh, the one album. Uh, it's the sorry. The Valley, the one that's all red. Yes, the Valley. Yeah, okay. Which, yeah, that which makes, that I tried. I, t- I tried to type in uh, Whitechapel, but I only got to Wit, and the suggested artist was Whitney, which I don't know if you know who what Whitney is, but that is like the exact opposite of Whitechapel. <laughs> Whitney's like the softest, uh, like indie flowers song. Like that's, but anyway, um, let, you know, I kind of, I want to nail down what I like in the hardcore punk genre. 
so perhaps we could go less metal and and or like deathcore. Is this deathcore? Like, would you consider this deathcore? Oh, this is firmly deathcore. Death, okay. So it's okay. So kind of to your point, like you want to iron in what you like. I I got three options for you. Okay. I can I can pitch you just a softball. Like an album that just everyone loves. It's a total classic. You might have heard some of it, but you definitely haven't heard all of it. And you're absolutely going to like it. I will be amazed if you don't like it. Two, uh, we can do a band that is also very likable, but they're less similar to what I know you like. Right. So it'll still be kind of, you know, push the boundaries that way. Or what I thought might be kind of funny is if you make me listen to a bunch of rap with screaming in it and I make you listen to a bunch of trap metal. Oh, God. Can we save that for, like, April Fool's? <laughs> All right, fine. Um, I like... So I okay, so, yeah, so the softball that's the absolute softest of softballs... You're is it because fucking, you believe it's like I like it? Or do you think it's because it's widely accepted as as, as likable? The album fucking rules... I love the fucking album. You really like that style. <laughs> like, okay. it's like the... And and I know you like songs from that band. Like, it's like four for four. Okay. I'll, I'll eat a cigarette if you don't like this album. <laughs> okay. Give me the other one, because I think it's best fitting okay. with the one I'm going to give you. Okay. Um, It is likable. Many people like it. I just have no idea if you will like it. Okay. So, what I'm going to have you listen to... Okay. People are going to roll their eyes, because it's like... The band is very much like the hot shit right now. Right. We're going to do Spirit Box. We're going to do... Uh, I'm, I'm going to bend the rules a little bit. We're going to do an EP that they put out in 2019, which is five songs. And then I'm also going to have you listen to the four newest singles they've put out. Okay, so Spirit Box is the band. I've never heard of this band. Yes. Have you Have you heard... You might actually might have. Have you heard of the band I Wrestled a Bear once? No. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> it's the uh, the vocalist and the guitar player from that band, their new band. So Spearbox, so, what's the EP yes. called? The EP is called Singles Collection. It's oh. literally just like five songs. Okay. And then they've put out four songs since then. So Rule of Nines, Blessed Be, Holy Roller, and Constance. So is this like most of their like is this their whole discography because they're new? Uh, the only thing you're yeah the only thing you're missing is uh their 2017 album kind of that had like seven tracks on it okay okay but yeah i think there's a lot to is this like a lot widely to... revered as a good album like is this very popular or is it more niche so the band is super huge but not I shouldn't say super huge but like the band is very much like getting a lot of buzz right now but people right. are really only talking about their most recent singles because that's what got a lot of radio play i see um, people have known about them in the past because, like I said, it was some, some old members from I Wrestled a Bear once. The vocalist, Courtney, is incredibly talented, so they got a lot of buzz for that. I don't think as many people have really gone back to listen to the singles collection, unless mm. they're, like, a, a diehard fan. But right. I think that's, like, I think those five tra- five songs are, like, some of their best. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll include the singles just so it's a little bit more substantial. We'll We'll make it nine. Okay. So... I am I am prescribing you the doctor's ordered um something that is foundational to trap music as it is today. Day 69 by 69. No god. God. No. Um and it's one of those things where you said before like um 
I am certain you have heard songs off of this before, and I am certain that you haven't heard the whole thing. Um, so it will be uh, the Migos and the Culture album. Is it? Are they actually the Migos? I thought they were just Migos. Yeah. Uh, yes, I believe it's. I believe it's Migos. Yeah, it's just Migos. All right. Um, we're doing culture from 2017. Yeah, which they have so multiple culture of... albums, but it's just culture from 2017. Okay. I don't see any of the the songs on here that I I know offhand as like being really annoying. So Bad and bougie. Well, I don't think that one's that annoying. I'm talking oh, like oh, they don't. Okay. Like they have the they they have the the song Versace, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not on this album, so we should be good. <laughs> um, What's the one where they say Hannah Montana a bunch? That's that's Hannah Montana, and that's ah yes, yes. See, course. that's interesting because it's interesting you mentioned that because that was before they got into their ad lib centric uh, trap style that was like kicked off from this album. Um, they literally like started. I mean, they okay, they didn't start ad libs, but they jettisoned ad-libs to being a normalcy in almost all trap music today. Hmm. Um, it's interesting. And so it's almost comical. Like, it's, it, it has, like, the diehard effect where, like, it, you may have heard a lot of trap music with a lot of ad-libs before, and then listening to this album, you'll be like, oh, yeah, these are almost, like, uh... funny. Like, it's almost funny to hear the out yeah. ad-libs. Yeah, it's like uh, the, the Matrix effect. Yeah. So 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 you said that that was what happened with the 2017 album? Yes. The culture that album. Way too, that, that feels way too recent. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Because um, I'm looking at it. The, they had that album, um, Young Rich uh, Neighbors, yes. from 2013. And uh-huh. it, that's more of the songs I'm recognizing. Versace, Hannah Montana, Cook It Up. Well, like, the thing is, is, like, those songs, is, like, if you think about it, it's... Versace, 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 Versace. You know, like over, like those hooks are all like, dun 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 dun. dun. Like they didn't have yeah, this like the, four. Yeah, it, it's it, every person who's like, every person has a YouTube account has had a video of some dude being like, Migos took the triplet flow from Three Six Mafia, and right. therefore I know what rap music is. Right. Um. Okay, so yeah, if, if culture is less like that, then this should be sick. Yeah, it's it's not as repetitive. If you don't like Versace because they just say like Versace a bunch of times, I got no gripe with repetitive. I I just can't take it when it's like literally the same sound clip repeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll see. All um, right, man. It looks like it, just to let you know going into it because I know that you give big respect to uh, uh, producers. They have a large variety of producers, and I'd be curious to know if like the reason why these producers are now so like prolific is because of this album. I'm curious. Um, Metro Boomin obviously would have is big before this. Uh, oh, Jesus, but yeah. Buddha Bless, uh, Murder Beats, Zaytoven. Oh yeah! Parker, Holy shit! Holy shit! That's Herbs, oh my Cardo. Dude, I've heard of those people. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they became. Uh, it's uh, what we were talking about with Vince Staples Summertime, where it's like a lot of those people were kind of Ricky racks. They blew up. They blew up like right after that album. So it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell, but it's still, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous oh, Nard and beat Nard and B. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. They, these are all producers. They all like it, it. There's a lot of producers on this album. Actually. It seems like, um, 
So one thing that you'll find... Eh, okay, we'll actually save it for, for next episode. Okay. Well, hey, I, I look forward to it. Yeah. We will reconvene in a week. Yep. Talk to you later. Yep. See you later, man.